Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. A million-dollar settlement in the death of a man shot by police that sparked protests in Raleigh. New at 7, hear from one of those activists on how they feel about the case's outcome. A refugee woman's car windows shot out while she was driving. I came here because I want to feel safe, but now I not feel safe at all. How her coffee shop community is rallying around her as she deals with this traumatic experience dropping temperatures and quick showers for some. What to expect tomorrow and over the weekend. We continue following breaking news. New reaction tonight after the city of Raleigh reached a settlement with the family of a man shot and killed by police. The family says though they've made a $1.25 million deal with the city, nothing can bring back their loved one. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. Officers said 30-year-old Sohail Majarid had a knife and refused to put it down when they shot him at a sharp in a shopping center parking lot in East Raleigh in 2019. His death sparked protests in the months that followed. WRL's Aaron Thomas joins us live outside of RPD headquarters in downtown Raleigh after speaking with Majard's father and activists tonight. Aaron. Yeah, Dan, as you can imagine, that reaction from the father, definitely emotional uh, as the family reached that settlement of more than $1 million. There's still a lot of frustration about that Raleigh police officer being able to avoid any criminal charges. Now, that shooting of Sohail Mojarad happened in April of 2019. He was shot by Officer W.B. Edwards. Uh, police accused uh, Mojarad of having a knife, but his family dispute that claim. They say that he did not have a weapon. Now, when it comes to this settlement, his family hopes that it will incite change within the Raleigh Police Department and the officer's use of excessive force. A Protests followed months after Mojarad's death with many demanding change. We just wrapped up an interview with an activist who took part in many of these protests. Here are his thoughts on the settlement. Um, clearly, you know, with this, the city settlement, it seems as if they're saying something was done wrong. Um, so why are these individuals not being held accountable? As you can imagine, this definitely has a lot of strong reaction from many in the community, including family members. We'll continue this conversation on our late news. We'll actually have a response from the Wake County District Attorney, who's sticking by her decision to not file any criminal charges in this case. Dan. All right, Aaron Thomas, live in Raleigh tonight. Thank you, Aaron. State Auditor Beth Wood is resigning just days after a grand jury indicted her for using publicly owned vehicles for personal errands. In a statement, Wood said she would step down on December 15th after 30 years of service to the state. She said she doesn't want to be a distraction. On Tuesday, Wood was charged with a misdemeanor after an eight-month probe by the SBI found that Wood used a state-owned vehicle for private purposes in 2021 and 2022, including for hair appointments and dental appointments out of town. She came under scrutiny following a December incident where Wood crashed her state-owned vehicle into a parked car. She was charged in that case. Now back to some breaking news. We've been following in Raleigh a very large police scene at the Northridge Crossing Apartments on Highline Street. WRL's Willie Danley is there. In the breaking news tracker, Willie, you talked to a neighbor who says she heard three to five gunshots tonight. 
Yes, I did, Dan. And she tells me this is something that's extremely triggering for her as this is something she's never seen before. Take a look at this video that I captured when I got here on the scene. You can see that large police presence on Highline Street. You can see officers having those police cruisers line the streets and investigators going door to door, knocking on um, neighbors' apartments, seeing if anyone has any door camera footage of this shooting. Um, I spoke to a woman who lives here, as you said, and she says she saw her neighbor park his car when he got out of the car, then she heard three to five gunshots. The next thing she knows, he's lying on the ground and a gray Audi is speeding out of the neighborhood. We're still working to get a hold of Raleigh police to find out the condition of the person who was involved in this shooting and if they have any suspect in mind at this time. We're going to get those answers and keep you up to date. Back to you. Let us know. Willie Danley live in Raleigh. Thanks, Willie. A Person County teacher and coach accused of having sex with a student has resigned. 28-year-old Tyrone Outlaw was a social studies teacher and assistant men's basketball coach at Person High School. He used to play for Virginia Tech. Investigators say the father of a 16-year-old student saw explicit texts between the student and Outlaw before going to the school and contacting the sheriff's office. Outlaw was arrested and booked on a $30,000 bond. He was released this afternoon. A local woman's car, uh, pretty badly damaged, you can see from the video here, after it was hit by bullets in a Durham intersection. The driver is a trans refugee who came to the Triangle seeking safety. WRL's Monica Casey shows us how a local business where she worked is helping her to heal. A Durham woman was driving on this road when her car was shot. She tells me she came to America for a better life and never expected this violence. Nor moved from Jordan to America last year, scared for her safety as a trans woman. I came here as a refugee. I was in danger in my country, so I go through many trauma things. That's why I came here. She got a job at Coco Cinnamon as an assistant manager. She tells me her vehicle is essential for her to get to work. It was seriously damaged on October 18th when she was shot at. I don't know that car. They start shooting me from the back of the car and in the front of the car. So it's like more than 20 shoots. It's a lot of shooting. Durham police say she's not believed to be the target, but she asked us not to show her face. I came here because I want to feel safe. But now I not feel safe at all. She was uninjured physically, but is still healing mentally. The support from her coffee community has made all the difference. Her boss encouraged donations to her GoFundMe. I don't have a family here. They just like let me feel that I have another family here. All of them called me, all of them like texted me, all of them asked me if I need money, if I need food, if I need anything. She's almost reached her goal of $6,000. They are amazing. Durham police are also investigating another case last Saturday morning where a driver on I-885 South said someone in another car was shooting at him. That driver was uninjured, but his vehicle was hit by bullets. In Durham, Monica Casey, WRL News. Durham police also say another empty vehicle was struck by gunfire near that intersection. They also say since they do not believe Nora was an intended victim until a motive is determined, they cannot confirm this as a hate crime. Raleigh police are investigating after they found a burned out car close to a high school. Officers got the call around 11 a.m. Sky 5 flew over the scene at Lake Johnson Park near Athens Drive Magnet High. You can tell it was a white four-door SUV. Hard to make out what kind. 
The scene has since cleared, but you can still see the charred remains of the SUV. Police tell us they did not find a body. The investigation continues. A mother of three is dead tonight after she was shot and killed on her front porch. This is 40-year-old Shaneka Earth, known as Ocean by her family. Police say she was shot on the porch on, tw in, on Twain Town Drive in Nightdale. There were more than 60 evidence markers at the scene last night. Right now, police have, have made no arrests in this case. They say the shooting was isolated and intentional. Pro-Palestinian demonstrators blocked Fayetteville Street in downtown Raleigh at noon today. Sky 5 flew over the scene as the group started gathering in Moore Square, and then they started marching down the street. The protesters want an immediate ceasefire in Gaza and humanitarian aid for the civilians who live there. They say Israel's bombardment and siege has killed thousands of Palestinian children. They also say they will keep protesting until it's over. Israeli supporters say no ceasefire is possible until Hamas frees all the hostages it took from Israel last month. And later in the afternoon, a large group of protesters gathered on NC State's campus for another rally. More than 100 people took part. This group also made up of pro-Palestinian demonstrators. We tied a record high in the triangle today, hitting 83 degrees. Meteorologist Kat Campbell in the WRL Severe Weather Center. Some big changes, though, on the way after this warm. All the warm weather was during the week. It's not going to last into the weekend. Unfortunate for the warm weather lovers. We tied the record set back in 2005 in the triangle. Didn't quite get there in Fayetteville. Fayetteville had a lot more clouds that lingered later into the morning. But here comes the cold front. It's going to pass through overnight and tomorrow morning. And then the cooler air will gradually work its way in throughout the day. About a 20 degree difference between what you felt this afternoon and what you'll feel tomorrow afternoon. Around 63 in the triangle. And it gets even cooler after that. We're talking 60 for the high Saturday, 55 on Sunday. A few sprinkles possible tomorrow. It's not going to add up to much, but we do have another chance of rain Sunday. I'll let you know how that chance varies town by town coming up. Things are changing. All right, Kat, thank you. Three months now after a fire heavily damaged a historic funeral home near downtown Raleigh, crews were spotted demolishing the building. Our photojournalist was there as a bulldozer tore down the Lightner funeral home. The funeral home served Raleigh's black population during the era of segregation. Flames raced through the building. This is off Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Person Street this summer. Investigators listed the cause of that fire as undetermined. A China-based hemp company is bringing its operation to our area with a new plant, the products they make, and what it means for the local economy coming up. Plus, honoring North Carolina's servicemen and women who put their lives on the line for our country. The impact they made coming up. say the quick actions of a business owner and officers pre uh, prevented what could have been a potential mass shooting in downtown Boone. This is the suspect. This is 59-year-old Peter Gabary. Boone's police chief says Gabary was seen flashing a gun outside of Boone's saloon on West King Street on Tuesday. That's across from the campus at App State University. The bar owner called police and, res and officers responded within two minutes. Gabary has been charged with going with uh, arm, going armed to the terror of the public, resisting arrest, and two felony counts of possession of a firearm by a felon. A Wake County judge says a company that makes automated license plate readers has to stop adding cameras in North Carolina. We're talking about flock safety. A number of towns and counties in our area use these cameras. 
The North Carolina Alarm Systems Licensing Board filed a lawsuit claiming the devices needed a license that the company didn't have. The judge will decide whether that's the case later this month. Until then, the judge says the company can still operate and repair cameras that are already in the state. They just can't install any new cameras. WRL got a tour today of a new facility that will produce hemp seed products. The China-based company QPower is set to open within the next month. The Franklin County plant will produce hemp seeds. It will then expand to produce hemp seed oils and hemp protein powders. It is not hemp for CBD THC, but they're tapping into the U.S. market's booming industrial hemp market. Their products can be ingredients in all kinds of foods due to their high protein content. When companies, particularly foreign ones, discover the unique qualities of our community and see that value to locate here, we really are appreciative of that. The companies are initially investing $10 million. They're expecting to, expected to bring in about 20 to 30 jobs. Special honors today for several military veterans and their families. They were inducted into the Military Hall of Firsts at the North Carolina Museum of History. As WRL's Chris Lovingood explains, one member of that group played a special role here at Capital Broadcasting Company. Several North Carolina families enjoyed a special day of honors for loved ones who served their country. North Carolina, without a doubt, is the most military and veteran-friendly state in the country. There was a time when black service members served in a segregated service. Despite being denied many basic rights, the Mumford Point Marines committed to serve our country with selfless patriotism. Technical Sergeant John D. Lewis, better known as J.D., was posthumously awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. His family was there to receive it. I was the very first black on the personality. J.D. Lewis was a broadcasting legend on WREL radio and years later on WREL TV with a show called Teenage Frolics. Just lined up out there on a Saturday morning when he would come to, to dance and participate. He left a lasting legacy for his family, including his daughter, former state representative Yvonne Lewis Holly. He did get the skills there that when he got out of the, the service, he was able to open up a radio TV repair and get into a business and support his family and make a livelihood. She says her dad kept the painful memories of war to himself. And it's only been recent that we learned that he was behind enemy lines, sending codes back to tell them where the bombs were and where the people were. Lewis went on to do editorials for WREL and later worked as the Minority Affairs Director, providing a high-profile forum for the black community. His Congressional Gold Medal is well-deserved. That's Chris Lovingood reporting. Isn't that old archived footage just amazing? The Hall of Firsts at the North Carolina History Museum is a good place to learn more about the military legacy of our state. I'm Mark Boyle in the live center right now. A traffic alert for you. I-95 southbound. All lanes in the Fayetteville area closed. This is at exit 41. Uh, I want to show you where this is happening on the map. So this is just popping up. This is the area. So south of Fayetteville, north and southbound affected by all of this. So a lot here on the screen you can summarize. It's all the southbound lanes of 95 until at least 10 o'clock. And one northbound lane of 95 is closed as well. Quite the mess down there south of Raleigh 
south of Fayetteville. We'll keep you up to date as new information comes in on the exact number of vehicles involved in that crash and if there are any injuries. Back to you. All right, Mark. Thank you. Here's a live look at North Hills. You know, we're talking about all this warm weather that we've been having and a cold front coming through. Kat, I have to tell you, I'm excited for sweater weather to come back. It makes me get into the holiday spirit. I know. And next week, I think we'll have great weather. It's going to be in the 60s next week, and that's close to normal for November. Today, we were 15 to 20 degrees above normal. Pretty remarkable. But check this out if you want to get in the holiday spirit. The Wooly Bulls Winter Wonderland getting set up, and they just uh, brought in truckloads of stuff kind of in this area right off screen where you can't see it that they are going to be setting up the sledding hill and you'll get to watch that happen throughout the next couple of days. They dropped that off the sledding hill today, 83 degrees, hard to believe it. But over the weekend, we're down to 60 for the high Saturday, 55 on Sunday. A lot of clouds, a gray look this weekend, mostly cloudy Saturday and mostly cloudy Sunday with a few showers possible. But Sunday's rain chances are very dependent on where you live. The best chance for rain would be across the southern half of North Carolina, close to the South Carolina line. Our northern counties, the rain chances are much lower, 20% in Rocky Mount, 30% in Raleigh, 40% Fayetteville, but 60% for Wilmington, about 40% for Asheville and Charlotte as well. Still doesn't look like it's going to be a washout all day soaker of a rain, but it could be better than the rain that we see tomorrow. If your yard needs some rain or if you're included in the drought, the cold front passes through first tonight, and then that upper-level energy to our west is what would actually help to move in and spark some of the showers tomorrow. The best chance for rain would be noon through about 5 o'clock. It's not going to be very much rain. This looks like a lot here on Futurecast, but this is all very light rain. It would be more uh, drizzle and mist that could quickly pass through, and it just wouldn't add up to anything in your rain gauge. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck under the clouds during the day tomorrow. So just a heads up, we do have that potential for rain as the kids are heading home from school tomorrow. Wouldn't hurt to have a raincoat in their backpack or maybe just send them to school in a hoodie. It's such a light rain that I think they'll be good to go if they've got a hood that they can put up. Since the rain will add up to less than a tenth of an inch, many models showing less than a hundredth. But let's take a look at the long range temperature outlook. This goes all the way through Thanksgiving now. Normal highs in the low 60s, normal lows in the upper 30s, and above normal temperatures are expected for the week leading up to Thanksgiving. Also above normal precipitation for pretty much the entire U.S. Rare to see a map like that. So of course that's something that we will follow closely given that holiday travel is top of mind over the next couple of weeks. Over the weekend, just a couple of opportunities for some light rain. And then as we look ahead to next week, highs are likely to be in the 60s, but some chilly mornings on the way with lows in the 30s down to 36 Monday morning. Okay, Kat, thank you. So still ahead, whether you're on team decorate for Christmas in November or not, some holiday happenings are planned for this weekend across our area. We'll run you through them in our out and about edition for tonight. Plus, Dreamville tickets are about to be available for everyone. What you need to know before they sell out next. And we are following breaking news in Raleigh. A man is seriously hurt after a shooting at an apartment complex. Our breaking news tracker is at the scene. This is a live look at Northridge Crossing Apartments on High Line Street. Police are trying to figure out who is responsible. We will, of course, bring you updates at 10 and 11 and online. So some Dreamville tickets are already selling out right now before the general public even has a chance to buy theirs. That starts tomorrow. There is huge demand. At 10 a.m., the first batch of two-day passes go on sale to the public. 
Festival organizers say VIP packages sold out after people who subscribed to the newsletter got early access. Two-day passes are still available for the festival happening at Dick's Park April 6th and 7th. This year's lineup of performers has not yet been announced, yet you can clearly see the demand there. Fayetteville native J. Cole created the festival and regularly headlines it. Last year, Drake, Usher and Lil Wayne also performed. Hey, there are lots of opportunities to get a jump on your holiday shopping this weekend. There are even some tree lightings scheduled. WRL Lifestyle Editor Kathy Hanrahan has your out and abouts best bets. Don't wait until the last minute to get that holiday shopping done. There are three holiday markets coming up on Saturday to help. The Tap Yard will host its holidays market from noon to 6 p.m. There will be vendors and food trucks. Admission is free. Carrie Fenton will host its Maker's Market from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And in Wake Forest, the Mistletoe Market will feature more than 200 vendors. Admission to that event at Wakefield High School is $6 cash. Trees are lighting up this weekend in Cary. Parkside Town Commons will be hosting Sparkle Night on Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. The Christmas tree will be lit and Santa will be there. Families can also enjoy inflatable obstacle courses, face painting, games, and music. Also in Cary, Crossroads Plaza will be lighting its holiday tree with an event from 3 to 6 p.m. Saturday. Santa and Mrs. Claus will be there as well. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan, WRAL News. And there are slots open right now for volunteers to sign up for this year's holiday cheer program in Wake County. The annual program helps feed families and provide gifts this holiday season. Wake County will host multiple distribution events where families can pick up gifts and enjoy some entertainment. Here is where your help is needed. Volunteers are needed who speak Spanish, who can dress up in a costume character. Dan, I'm looking at you. I can do that. Uh, maybe who can play the piano during an event. Uh, there are many more needs. The events begin December 3rd. For a link to register, head over to WRAL.com. I can do one of three of those. What, the costume? Yeah, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's my expertise. Yeah. So, um, Illuminate Raleigh, the Art Walk, will be back this year. This is fun. The Downtown Raleigh Alliance shared the news this afternoon on Facebook. Plaza's storefronts will come to light, and public spaces will have large-scale light installations. The displays will be all over the downtown area from December 1st through January 5th. The best part is... It's free. Yes, free, <laughs> especially this time of year. Exactly, when nothing, we need that. <laughs> nothing is free. Thanks for making WRL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is 10 o'clock on Fox 50, and we'll see you right back here at 11 on WRL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRL News over the air, Channel 34 and Spectrum Channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.